0: Well, welcome to the Jerry Reynolds Show, and uh, basically it's going to be a little bit of a a Reynolds rap here. i give you some opinions about several things, All-Star Game, the League, Players Association. I've got a few thoughts for you. Uh, obviously, I don't expect you to agree with me all the time, although you probably should. Certainly, we're just proud to be coming to you from the uh, McCurry's Studios here at the uh, McCurry's Furniture Showroom. So uh, anyway, with all that being said, let's just get started. Uh, I think the thing that I want to talk about first is, since it's kind of what's happened, uh, the NBA All-Star Game just recently happened. And, of course, including in that is the whole process, so to speak, where you have celebrity games, three-point contest, uh, skills challenge, dunk contest, as well as the game. And, and I've got some thoughts on all of that, as well as, uh, you know, just the overall overall timing of when they play the game. So my first thought kind of is, you know, of course, they've had to move the game back a lot because they feel like, you know, until the uh, NFL season's over, they're, obviously the attention uh, just won't be there as long as, uh, and so as the NFL season has been pushed back, so has the All-Star Game, and now we're at the stage where it used to be pretty much halfway through the season when you had the All-Star Game, 41, 42, Three games was more like that uh, 15 20 years ago and then now it's the point where most teams have played two-thirds of the season in at least 54 55 games so so really the all star game doesn't have anything to do with halfway it is just a break in the season which in some ways may be even better because I think all the players uh, you know do need a break and, and probably broadcasters as well uh, now one thing I got to Keep in mind, I'm. I got to quit using my hands so much. Mrs. Reynolds says you're using your hands too much, so I'll try to do better there. Says driving her crazy. Of course, uh, she's good about finding a few flaws here and there, but uh, so I'll try to do better about that. So, so on the All Star Game itself, I think a lot of people, at least, felt like the, that the league is on the right track because the game ended up very. Uh, Exciting, I think a lot. Just listening to a lot of people's opinion. I, I'm not of that. I don't know that I agree with that. I think it it was exciting at the end, but I, I'm still one of those people. I know old school, curmudgeon, if you want to say that. But I, I just believe. Uh, it should be more competitive from the start, not not wait till the fourth quarter or the or the end of the game to to get to that point, and and that's still where we are. They certainly competed hard at the end, but uh, why not the first half as much? You know, other than just a glorified dunk drill and three-point contest. So, you know that 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 part bothers me, and I I, I heard a great suggestion, I at least I, that I think is great from. Uh, Michael Wilbon on Pardon Interruption on ESPN. I don't know if you people watch that show, but it's one of my favorites. Uh, he and Tony Kornheiser, I think, just do a marvelous job. But his suggestion was that they should have for the All-Star Game, uh, you know, it becomes a American All-Stars versus the World All-Stars. And of course, the world all stars that are in the NBA, and there's plenty of them. Uh, just, just wanted to jot jot down a few of them just f- uh, for your thoughts here. If you had a world all star team that that are NBA players, you'd have guys like Nikola Jokic, Joel Embiid, uh, Siakam, Giannis Adikumpo, Vucevic, uh, Ben Simmons, uh, Gobert, Doncic. Uh, two Bogdanoviches, uh, and then of course maybe Buddy Hield, uh, Gallinari, Stephen Adams, uh, DeAndre Ayton, Maybe at some point could be there. So and that's and I'm sure I've left off several. So you can see it's it if you just took those first five or six I mentioned, that'd be more than enough of a challenge for the very best American All Stars. And and I think it would be a naturally competitive game from the start. You wouldn't have to wait till the fourth quarter to see guys uh, competing with one another. They'd, I think the competitive juices would flow, and I think that would be a real event and get it back to the way it used to be, you know, back when people my age used to watch it in the 70s when they really did, the money itself was a, a factor because the guys, players didn't make that much money and the winning team uh, winning, meant a lot to them. And so I'd like to, you know, I'd like to see that. I'd like to see the very best players playing at their best and competing at their best uh, the whole game just like you would you'd want to see during the regular season so give that a thought I think the uh of the events uh, uh, certainly uh the three-point contest I, I think you could almost leave that just as it is I I mean I'm not a big fan of the extra point for the 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 real long shots but that's okay the g balls or whatever they're called I don't know uh, but if they want to keep that, in, that, that's okay. It was exciting, a uh, bunch of great shooters. Very happy that Buddy Heald of the Kings won, but uh, you know, it's just a. It was just a really a fun thing to watch because you had so many great shooters, and it came down to a shot, in the last shot, and so that's kind of what you always hope for. Uh, so, I, so I wouldn't really mess with that much. I, I think the uh, same way, probably with the. Skills competition, eh? Yeah. I don't know what it. The only thing I might do is 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 just allow for a maybe a, a shorter jump shot to 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 end it because uh, sometimes a guy can have have shown the most skill, but then he has a tough time. He he doesn't make the the longer jump shot, and I'm not sure that's what it's about. It just make a shot. So just a thought there. Uh, and then as uh, a is the dunk contest. You know the. The guys, of course, had a little controversy because a lot of people thought Aaron Gordon should have won. For those of you who watched it, I think you could make that case. But I, I have no problem with the Derek Jones winning. They were both great. I just thought overall the scoring and how it was handled was pretty, uh, pretty bush league. You know, uh, if you're going to have a competition, you really need to have have it judged better, scored better, be be more technical with it. Much like if you, you know, Olympic. Diving contest, you don't have a bunch of people who have never uh, been involved in diving. Uh, I mean, I, I've, you know, when you have a, the dunk contest judges, why not have all the judges be people who have competed maybe in one previous dunk contest? You know, if you could get Dominique Wilkins and and Dr. J and Brent Barry and and
1: uh, you know,
0: just some of the players that have won in past years. Uh, you know certainly Kenny Smith from a former king, he competed in it and and so Doug Christie competed in it uh but but have guys that have did it, I think would uh obviously mean something guys like Vince Carter for sure uh would be almost an automatic uh, have him every year anyway it just seems to me it'd make more sense to have somebody that's been good at it and understands the true difficulty of what they're watching uh not just get caught up in emotion or have a maybe a bit of a bias because if somebody played for their team so those are those are thoughts there and, and i would probably the last thing is is if you're going to use props in it uh whatever you do a dunk needs to be once it's a guy's turn should be done in 30 seconds you know it's almost like these you know any of, any of the things we've talked about before by challenges i mean good grief get it on uh you know don't 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 try to make a, a, a five-minute production out of it. So that's my thoughts there. Uh, you know, the uh, now some thoughts, you know, just overall, as the season's winding down, because you really get into, into obviously hunts for playoff now, and, of course, some teams are out of the playoffs, so it's the old thought of, you know, the draft or tanking or whatever people want to call it. I think it's pretty disgusting, especially... In a draft like it seems to me this year, which you know it's really going to be a very poor draft. I don't think there's any question about that. It's just a matter of, of uh, somebody will go number one, though, guarantee it. And, and some, and they'll probably be uh, the best player in the draft may go 15. You just don't know who it's going to be. It's one of those drafts. Uh, so, but we'll see. And then, the, but my thoughts on the playoffs, and I've had this for a long time, and I know. The TV people and the NBA certainly would not agree with me, uh, but I would like to see it won't be happen this year. But I would really like to see it get to the just the top 16 teams, and uh, number one plays 16. Doesn't make, make any difference if, if it's uh, number one is is the Los Angeles Clippers and number 16 is the Washington Wizards. So be it. Uh, they play the first round one and 16, and you say, well, the schedule isn't equally balanced. That's okay. It some years it'll benefit. The West, some years it'll benefit the East, but you'd still have the teams with the 16 best record. That's still better than it currently is, where uh, several non-500 teams may make it from, say, the East, and, and, and maybe a couple of 500 teams from the West won't make it. So to me, it'd still be much better and improved without doing anything abnormal to the schedule. You play 82 games. Oh, and overall it, it'd be better and it would balance out so one plan 16 people say oh the travel could be a problem of course it could be a problem they have what they call airplanes now I'm not sure if you're aware of that and they're jets and they charter them and and they don't play back to backs and so it, it's just not an issue really not an issue and uh at all if you've ever been on one of those charters you know it isn't so if they played back-to-back yes it'd be an issue but it's not and and of course in my opinion they really ought to play not take more than one one day between games Uh, play teams are used to playing more rapidly during the season so why stretch it out so much in the playoffs and i realize and i don't think it hurt personally uh TV viewership at all. I mean, right now, the TV viewership the last couple of years is, being, is dropping dramatically. And I think part of it is the the length of the schedule and then just stretching out the playoffs till middle of summer. Uh, it's like, good grief. Uh, you're starting to wear your fans out. I know as much as I love the game, there's times after the first round, I'm just about burnt out by then. And so now that gets me <clears throat> to my one of my real controversial thoughts. Uh, first round, in the NBA playoffs, they play seven games or could play seven games. Ridiculous, ridiculous. You know, you play seven games in, in the finals. When I came in the league, the first round was three games. I think it still should be. And the main criteria, people would say, well, geez, you might have the best teams upset. Yes, you might. You might have upsets, wow. What do you think about that? Why do you think the March Madness is so popular? Because the better, the best teams sometimes get upset. You know, that's the idea, upsets. Create a little excitement. Uh, best of three gives a weaker team maybe a little better chance. Well, still won't happen much because the best team with the best record of the two always will have two home games, so they still should, should win. If they don't, why would you feel sorry for them? So anyway, best of three, first round, Rounds after that should be best of five. Not best of seven, best of five. And then when you get to the championship round, it is a championship round. Okay, best of seven. I'll go with that. But it ought to be different. You know, just like it is in, I mean, one of the things that's, if baseball can play a 162-game schedule and, uh, and and they have the, the wild-card games be one game to to advance, I mean I don't see how plan 3 is is such a big challenge. So anyway, I, I just you know, you tell me, but uh, but I think most most fans would would prefer that. And it and I think in the long run I don't think I think the ratings would be better because with a little more pressure on each game more people are inclined to watch and I think advertisers could be made whole in different ways and that's what really counts. Plus with the diminishing uh Ratings. Uh, I'm not sure what you got to lose. Uh, I think you need to try some different things. Uh, so that that's you know I think that would be a little bit better. And of course, like I say I, I like to. I sure don't like the idea of two or three days off between games of any of the different rounds. It just uh, it's not you know when you've been used to playing three and four games a week all year long. Why 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 allow that? to change dramatically and uh, players get plenty of rest. Uh, The uh, see, I think to the the suggestion I'd have for the league and I'd say maybe the players association to some degree is uh, all the complaining to the referees. Oh, man, I and and I'm and I know some of you saying, well, Jerry, I remember those of you really old, you say, I remember you coach and you complained all. Yes, I did. I was its embarrassing how much I did. Ridiculous. And I was wrong almost all the time. Uh, and serves almost no purpose. You know, they don't change the calls because you're whining and whimpering and make a fool of yourself. Uh, but now, you know, we, we almost expect the, the coaches to complain on every call, every player to complain on every call, and it serves no purpose. The home team always thinks they're getting shafted, and it, it really takes away from the respect of the officials who are doing the best they can in an imp- impossible job. It's an impossible job uh, to do without missing some calls. If if you don't know, believe that. Go try to call a seventh-grade game, some of you, that have got all the answers. Take your butt out there, put a whistle on, and call a game and just see see how difficult it is at that level, not... not uh, at the EP level where, I mean, hit action is fast and, and it's just impossible, I think, to get them all right. I think what most coaches, most people realize there's probably going to be 10, 12 missed calls a game and you hope it evens out. And generally it does. And most most of the time it does. And now with the replay system and all, you've got a chance uh, to, to to make up for most of those. So, and, you know, they're they're human. And so until they can, unless they can find some robot to do it better. And I think that's a long way off. Uh, I would just like to see a situation where if you want to talk to the referee, you have to be the captain of the team or the head coach, nobody else. Anybody else that's going to gonna go have a think they got to have a right to to have a discussion. That should be an automatic technical. I think it's speed the game up, make it better, make it better on officials, make it better on the players because they can concentrate on playing, which is kind of what they're paid to do, I think, and and just just you know just take the devil's advocate of this a little bit. Uh, uh, how how would the players like it if every time they missed a layup, the referees would run up to them and say, "What what's wrong? Can't you make a layup, Gee, many Christmas?" you... You know, or, or, or uh, after a after a timeout, the play that the coach calls is terrible, and the ref should run over there and think, what you, What kind of call was that? Gee whiz, don't you know what you're doing? That sort of, huh? you see what I'm saying? Yeah, you, you know, hey, fair is fair, right? So that's a thought, and I think, I think too, I think that would be good, I think the players' association ought to be concerned about it a little bit because it's it it reflects on their, you know, their their. Uh, they players, you know, and that's who they represent. And I, I think that would be good. And, and I think they ought to have a, some concern. And I think as fans do, And the, you know, the load management stuff, uh, I, I don't, I just don't see any way, I understand in some players' cases, and I think it's in, it, it may apply, but not in very many, not in very many. Uh, you know, there's a reason that, you know, Michael Jordan may be the greatest player to ever play certainly one of them, uh, made every attempt to play as many games as he could because he said, I feel an obligation to the people who came to see me play, my team play. They may be only have seen me play one time in person, and I need to be out there. You know, that's a tremendous way to look at it, I think. And, and I mean, you look back through the history of the game, and, and most of the greats uh, felt that way, you know, that uh, they know that they're the stars, and they know that people are paying a lot of money, not just to see the game but to see them and uh so I, I think that should be you know held out there a little bit more you know not the old well he's gotta you know he's hurt so maybe it just yeah take take off the rest of the year and be ready for next year it's like what you know what what's that got to do with it uh, anyway I mean that how would uh, most employers, Feel if their employees, all of them felt that way. Well, uh, you know, I got the flu. I'll I'll be back in six months. I don't think I'd go too well, do you? Anyway, so much for that. I know, I know, probably not going to change anything. I think the other thing that that I have an opinion on, and and uh, is the the national TV broadcast. And and I uh, of course love the game, and I and I watch them all. But I think uh, things I don't like. I don't like three man broadcast crews because that means there's two color guys and and invariably everybody thinks they have to talk all the time and so you know you almost have competing interests there and plus in basketball there's a lot more action you know in football most of the the best broadcast teams you know it's Tony Romo and play play by play play Troy Aikman and play by Chris Collins, so you only have one color guy in football and you have all that time to talk but you only have still. only have two guys, in baseball. Uh, same thing. You have all kinds of time to talk between pitches and different things, and and very rarely do you have more than two people in the booth. And sometimes, and <laughs> the very best, Vin Scully, did it by himself. So for the most part, so I just I, I just think that's a mistake. Uh, you know, uh, certainly, uh, one color analyst is plenty, and and of course I I'm of the uh, Feeling that the color analyst is is has to be clearly the number two person, the play-by-play guy is the the guy that's talented and that's his profession and he should be carrying the broadcast, not, you know, not the, like we see on the college game where uh, Dick Vitale just dominates or something. And I mean, Dick's a nice man, but it's like no, no, it's over the top, you know. Uh, let the play-by-play guy control the broadcast and actually i think you'll be able to follow the game and not talk over the game but follow the game i think uh, would be a, would really help the broadcast the national and i think the national ratings it certainly wouldn't hurt to try because they're certainly going down the tubes or they've lost a lot and, and i and i it's not that the people aren't talented because they are i just think it's a case of sometimes uh, uh more is not better just, just a thought, and that goes for all the halftime shows when you got half a dozen people talking. You know, it's like really half a dozen people talking means really nobody's saying much, right? That's bottom line. Uh, so that's my thought on that. Agree or not agree? Uh, you know, the uh, I'll tell you some things I really like though in about the league today and and, i mean i really do enjoy the overall style of play where you really have more more talented all-around basketball players on the floor you know a lot of it's due to the three-point shooting but you really have the open basket you don't when i came in the league years ago it, it was always an inside out game and i think you know you need some more of that than we currently see but uh but it but you really didn't have the as much cutting and, and and perimeter shooting or or really all position players. Now you have guys that really are basketball players. They're highly skilled, they can shoot, rebound, they can play several positions, defend several positions. Not uh now, now they're about the only specialist you have in the NBA. And, and even this is less so is the center position, especially the you know the Rudy Goberts uh, type that are pretty much around the the basket for protection and the true point guard to Chris Pauls. I mean, you still have those guys that are specialists at one position, but very few. Uh, so you know, more and more we're having guys that that uh, even at those positions that are so versatile that whether it's a Joel Embiid or the way DeMarcus Cousins used to be where you could step out and play away from the basket as well as inside, even though you're a seven-footer. Uh, Anthony Davis comes to mind there as well. And then, of course, so-called point guards, really, which LeBron James is and always has been, by the way. You know, people always called him a small forward, but he always controlled the ball. And, uh, and Ben Simmons at six ten, but they can they could play all positions. So I always thought, uh, you know, I think that that's good. I mean, I think you have a really really skilled guys, and if you're not a really valuable basketball player and a skilled player, you probably can't get on the on the court much. Uh, so I so I really really do like you know like that. Uh, uh, let's see, uh, what what other things. Some things I don't like. Uh, no, I think I covered most of those. Uh, I tell you what I like. I like ga- the game production, you know. And and I I came to that slowly. You know, I was one of those people that uh, kind of believed that uh, when the the players uh, came out to warm up, they just came out to warm up. You didn't need any music. You didn't need anything anything at all. Just let them come out. And at halftime. You, Players went in the locker room. You rolled out the the the, the group of balls to the middle floor and waited till they come back out. You didn't need anything going on. But I, I I really have changed my mind on. I really think teams and league in general has done a great job uh, of putting on a nice show. Not just you know halftime shows or whatever, but but basically always have something going on. Whether it's with uh, dance groups, spirit groups, uh, halftime entertainment. Uh, shooting shirts in the audience, the kiss cams, the dance cams, all that sort of thing. I know just from doing the pre- and post-game show with uh, Jim Cozumore, it's a, it's a real trip because, you know, the fans that are behind us, you know, they they seem to really enjoy, uh, you know, the whole deal, getting on, on TV. I, I mean, I guess I take that for granted. I've been on there too much. But... Uh, so I think those things are all good. And, and, I, and, and one of the couple of the things that, that I really think the Kings have been outstanding with is uh, the mascot, Slamson. I can tell you is by far the best mascot in the NBA. And I, I'm an expert on three things, mascots, public address announcers, and press rooms. And what I say by press rooms, press room food, Okay. So I know which were, where the best press rooms were became a total expert in that and having said that uh, that's why I, I think you know with the Kings you know having Slapson as a mascot is he's just off the charts talented and you you know he puts on a good show kids love him uh, adults really enjoy him so those so those are great things I think that uh, that really make the experience better and, and and you know sometimes when the team's playing crappy kind of takes your mind off things you can enjoy some of the other parts of it and uh, and of course the public address announcer i know scott moak is just terrific in that uh you know they create a little excitement before the game get you know able to get people involved and uh, i've always said one of the more amazing things to me is how people now go to sporting events and they really think they're supposed to wear a jersey you know 30 years ago they get a that if Forty years ago, they thought you were silly. Something wrong with you. Now it's it's accepted. And I mean, I think that's that's been an amazing achievement, and it does get people certainly in the uh, kind of the mood uh, to be a fan when you're wearing your team's jersey or some sort of memorabilia type thing. I think that that's probably pretty good. Uh, so you know, those I think those things are pretty good, and and you know. And now, I'm, I'm not a big fan, and a lot of teams do this. The Kings really less than most, but uh, you're not supposed to play music during the actual game while well, the game is going up and down the court, and uh, several places do that. And I know Grant's pointed that out over the years, and uh, sometimes I didn't even notice it, but it's it's not supposed to happen, and it really can affect play, in my opinion, because I know from coaching sometimes you're you're trying to call out signals or you're you're point guard is, and sometimes that may be this a distraction. So, uh, you know, I wish, th- I think they need to kind of ramp that back a little bit and pay more attention to it, I think. And I think the, uh, maybe just a couple other things I, I show you, I'll, I'll just show you how old I am and how much of a, an old fart uh, I have became, but I am totally not a fan of all these different color uniforms, you know? I've always said it seems to me like the the great franchises kind of know who they are you know when you think of the celtics lakers bulls san antonio spurs you can close your eyes and you can visualize their uniforms teams that haven't created anything you know they seem like they're constantly changing colors changing styles and all that and and they never really i mean i think it's just it's just part of the sputtering process in my mind so i I just kind of wish teams would uh kind of decide what their identity is and stay with it and 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 try to make it work and then of course the nba's rule to where every player can wear whatever color shoes they want I, i you know i really don't like that i mean the idea of a guy wearing say a green uniform and he's wearing orange shoes really how much identity special identity do you need? You know, you, you can wear your hair any way you want, whatever tattoos you want or not, uh, but it's like, really? Why can't you just have some relation, like the, even 10 years ago, to wear the shoes, color of the shoes, sort of match the team colors? You know, team, uniform, team, everybody, same team. Yeah, I know, maybe a... Maybe those days'll never come back, but they should, I think. I think. Uh we put the names on the back of the jerseys. Everybody knows who they are. So uh we're we're, we're something that fits the uniform. So that's uh I think that's about it, you know. I, I uh can't think of anything too much else. I, I I do think, uh, you know, as I've said before, I, I think just the overall game presentation is, is, is overall really good. And, uh, you know, I would like to see, you know, as I pointed out in past show, you know, fewer timeouts, even uh, quicker ones uh, for that matter, anything to speed up the game, Any, anything that the league can do to make the game more action, less dead time. You know, get your commercials however you can. Uh, I, I get all that, but but I think if, if they do, I think TV ratings will go up. I think uh, the, the enjoyment factor will go up, and, and this is a, a great, great, great game that I fell in love with as a 16-year-old, or six-year-old, actually, uh, that uh, I think will just grow. So, anyway, I'd love to have your thoughts on that. Uh, you know, and, and I know uh, those of you that think I'm, I'm slipping into senility, this, this might be the evidence you've been looking for. I don't know. Mrs. Reynolds has suggested that once in a while, but I don't think so. But uh, so anyway, give me your thoughts and uh, we'll be coming up with some other things. I may try to, to, to uh, help all others some other sports, you know. I, I don't just have great ideas for basketball. I want you to understand that. I'm very versatile. I can solve the problems for just about every sport. So maybe we'll get into that. But you need to subscribe. So subscribe, hit that bell, and uh, don't miss anything. Great talking with you.